0: Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast with your host, Rajan Nanavati. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, It's another Hail to the District podcast. This one will probably be fairly quick, uh, but I'm Pat, and uh, we're here to quickly catch you up on all today's moves regarding uh, our beloved nationals. The uh, lot has been going on. It's been a busy few hours for the fighting Mike Rizzo's. Um, So, you know, I wanted to quickly... Catch up today with what's going on with with today's moves. And then also touch a little bit on some of the moves that have happened in the last week, as it is pretty clear that uh, Rizzo has moved on to basically plan B within the offseason. Plan A obviously would have been Strasburg and then either Rendon or Donaldson. Uh, Obviously we got Strasburg early. Sounds like Rizzo is not going to get into a bidding war uh, regarding Josh Donaldson between the, uh, I guess, the Nats, the Twins, and the Braves. Uh, and has moved on to to shoring up the the roster as a whole. I think it's I think it's interesting to watch Rizzo work. He never waits around. Uh, he doesn't like waiting uh, around. And today's moves I think further uh, bolster that. And so we'll get into that. So what is what is Mike Rizzo's plan B, if you will? Um, now that Strasburg's in the fold and, and we're trying to shore up this 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 roster. So let's start with today's moves. For starters, um, Daniel Hudson Huddy is back. Uh, I think that is awesome news. He is uh, obviously beloved uh, within D.C. Uh, he's also from the 757. Uh, he's a Virginia Beach kid, went to uh, Princess Anne, I believe. So naturally, I love him. Uh, but, you know, I think one of the big things that is that stands out is is this guy is basically in three months etched his name into D.C. lore, but he also just became a hero. Um, you know, he had the last out in the wildcard game. He recorded the last out in the NLCS. He recorded the last out of the World Series. Um, and uh, all doing things that he actually wasn't even supposed to do. His nickname is Fireman Dan. That's what we know him as. That's what we love him as. Uh, because he. that's who he's supposed to be. He's supposed to come in and, in tight situations and get you out of pickles. Um, I think he actually ended up stranding uh, 36 of the 42 runners that he inherited last year, uh, which is actually rather incredible when you think about it. But it is an interesting interesting signing because there's a couple things here. One, Hudson gets the deal that he wanted. He wanted a third year, but he wanted the money. It's, it's his first time really being able to cash in on, uh, on free agency. It's two years, $11 million, uh, and has a $1 million incentive uh, added on top of that. Um, but it's, it's also a little bit of a risk from the Nationals' perspective. I, th- I don't think you can overlook uh, his career body of work. I know for, from our perspective – starting with uh, his invite or eventually getting onto the Blue Jays roster last year. And then uh, the post July 31st trade deadline when he came to the Nats and was spectacular. He, and over the last four seasons, his career ERA or not career, but over the last four seasons, his ERA is 4.39. That is not anything to really, um, you know, hold to a higher standard, but, once he came over um, to the Nats, and I guess a little bit with the Blue Jays because we dealt the first uh, single-A pick for him, uh, but once he came over from the Blue Jays, he was just incredible. He, he sparkled last year. His ERA as a whole was 2.49. Uh, he, um, you know, held down the bullpen when essentially it was broken all of last year. Remember, he was the fireman guy, which is what we got him for initially, but then once Du got, um, you know, his quote-unquote knee injury, which was basically just arm fatigue. Uh, in August it was actually Hudson who came in the back of the bullpen and and saved that whole um, that whole thing so you know now that he's back the bullpen looks to be you know a major major strength um, for for the team if you look at it um, this bullpen now has a chance to be I mean I don't want to use the word juggernaut too too light lightly here but uh, you know if Hudson is even close to what he was with the Nats, and to give you an idea of his Nats numbers, his, his ERA last year was 2.49, but with the Nats in particular, over 24 appearances, it was 1.44 with a .8 whip. That's nuts. That is like that is like Rivera numbers. Those are those are just wacky numbers. So you you have to assume he regresses a little. But let's say he does regress a little, but is still you know highly effective. All of a sudden, you're looking at a bullpen that has. You know Daniel Hudson, uh, Sean Doodle, Will Harris. And for those um, who are not familiar with Will Harris, Harris signed a three-year deal worth 24 million, uh, I think, last last week. But if you look at top ERA from relief pitchers of the last five years, uh, you have Zach Britton uh, for the O's and A's, or excuse me, O's and Yankees. You have Chapman, uh, and Will Harris is actually number three with a 2.36 ERA, which is better than Josh Hader. It's better than Kenley Hansen. Um, that's why they paid so much money for him. Uh, But so you have these three just big-time arms that um, can rely on each other. So you have eight, nine guys no matter what. You can also build in rest days for all of them. They're all a little older, so those rest days become key. Um, And also, and I think this is going to be a key to next year, allows your middle of your bullpen to kind of figure itself out. Um, You have in the back end, or I guess in the middle part of the bullpen, you're going to have uh, Tanner Rainey. You're going to have Wander Suero. You have uh, Hunter Strickland. You have Elias uh, if you need to. And if I'm telling you, if Rainey or Suero, all I need is one of them. If one of them figures it out and becomes consistent, all of a sudden you're looking at a bullpen that is stacked. Um, Long guys, you're probably looking more like Guerra, who's on a minor league contract. You got Volf in there. You have Fetty or Ross. Um, But my point is, is like those seven guys, Huddy, Harris, Dew, Rainey, Suero, Strickland, and Elias, Make a very, very good bullpen. That could become a strength of your of your team. Uh, if you think back to last year and how terrible our bullpen was at this time, we knew the pitching was there. We knew our hitting was there. Um, we knew our bullpen was terrible. We're relying on Trevor Rosenthal hadn't pitched in, in a year plus, plus. Uh, and uh, Bear Claw, who, despite the fact that he had an awesome name, just had like a bizarre year before that. And then don't forget, don't forget Tony Sipp. Um, like that bullpen sucked, and. Um, you know, the, the results showed it have be a historically bad bullpen. Now, this year, going in, our pitching is the same. Uh, you know, the starters are awesome. Uh, our our hitting is definitely taking a step back. We'll get to that in a second. But the bullpen is now a strength. So, because we're not able to go get Donaldson, and we still might, right? I mean, there's still a way we could get Donaldson. I don't think it'll happen. Um, but now that the bullpen is short up, you have a way, or at least Davey Martinez, the manager, has a way of of shorting these games, right? You're going to get six, seven innings out of Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, Sanchez, Ross, Fetty. You're going to get, you're going to get some distance from these guys and they're not going to be healthy all year, but for the most part, you're going to get at least six innings from them. And what this bullpen allows you to do is shorten the game. Something to keep in mind going into next year though, is the new bullpen rules. Uh, you have to face a minimum of three batters. So the idea of a lefty specialist is no longer really needed. Um, you could also argue that the splits between Harris, Doolittle, and um, uh, Hudson actually all favor um, those splits anyway. They're, they're pretty good lefty-righty. Uh, but because there's a three-batter minimum, you don't need that specialist anymore. You can, you can build out your bullpen a little more fully, in my opinion. Uh, and, you know, Rizzo has, has done that, and he's done it quickly. The Nats went from kind of a mediocre team to all of a sudden, on paper, uh, looking, again, pretty solid. You're looking at a 90-win team, I think, right now. Um, and if you're able to pull a Donaldson, let's say you do pull Donaldson in, all of a sudden I think you're looking at you know probably the best team in the National League. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But awesome move bringing Hudson back. I love him. Uh, really pumped. Apparently the apparently the guys in the clubhouse absolutely adore this guy. Um, you know, Keep in mind he's, he's very um, – uh, we only got a three-month window of seeing how great he can be, uh, so I would expect some regression. but I'm pumped to have him back. I think he's a, he's a valuable part to that bullpen. Uh, and he deserves it, frankly. I mean, he's, he was so good uh, in uh, August, September, and October. I'm pumped to have him back. The, the other news that just came out, literally it's the reason I decided to, to hop on there and start talking about – or hop on this and start talking about the Nats is, is uh, the Nats just announced the signing of pending a physical of Eric Thames. Uh, and that's even cooler because this guy is like Pedro Serrano of Major League. He's massive a huge guy he signed one year i think it's three or four million i'm not sure which one but he's beloved in in milwaukee and one thing that um i think is very interesting i just tweeted this from the hail the district account is this guy is he's a lefty uh he he hits lefty uh fields righty but he's a lefty in the box and uh, absolutely crushes righties this is a guy has 72 home runs over the last three years over in milwaukee he hit a home run against us in the wild card game uh and uh you know, if you look at his stats simply based on his, you know, lefty-righty splits, right? And I'll look at this from the OPS perspective. His OPS versus righties last year, three years, are um, in 2017, it was 933. In 2018, it was 804, which is a little bit of a step back. Still good, though. And in 2009, it jumped back up to 877. So this is a guy who can hit righties and hit them consistently, which is something that Matt Adams, who I'm guessing is he's taking Adams place on the roster. Uh, Adams up until August was great, but then he just disappeared. I mean, I think he had five hits the rest of the year. Uh, And that's, I'm actually not being sarcastic. I actually think he only had five hits the rest of the year. Um, And so Thames comes in and takes that, takes that role. And I know some of us are, are wondering right away, what does that mean for, for Zim? Zim is definitely coming back now. I think this is the, I think this is the, uh, official, like, you can get on the Zim hype train. He's not going to retire. Um, I say that because for as great as Thames is against righties, he's terrible against lefties. And then if you look at Zim's uh, splits against lefties, they're nuts. 2017, it was uh, 1,040. 2018, it was something along the lines of, like, uh, 1,040. Again, I think it was almost identical. Last year, it took a, quote, unquote, step back, and his OPS versus lefties was, like, 966. All those are elite numbers. Um, that's where Zim's, uh, what'd you call it, bat speed comes into play. Uh, he, he just hits lefties so much better than righties. It's it's a weird thing. A lot of hitters do it, but now you have a lefty-righty platoon in um, Zim and Thames. I'm assuming Zim comes back. I'm going to say for one year, I'm going to say two years club option, but about $3 million, uh, a year is my guess. So that's what's happened today. That's a lot. Um, but it's a, a lot in a good way the natchez Rizzo is just an amazing gm he he fills in these roles like he needs to he doesn't wait around he doesn't he doesn't sit there and wait for Donaldson to make make a move uh some of the other moves i think shouldn't go unnoticed are uh the addition of ASCAB. we're bringing back as dribble cabrera um great platoon guy another big time um uh, uh, bench guy. You know, he had 91 RBIs last year. I think feel like feels like all of them came once he was uh, acquired by uh, uh, the Rangers last year, uh, a little after the deadline. Um, the, the Rangers just cut him and, you know, we reap the rewards. Uh, and he was great. You know, he was great in the postseason um, and super cheap as well. You know, he can play second, third or first, and he's only about two and a half million uh, for next year. So pretty pumped that we that we got him in, in there. And then I think um, I think Rizzo got a steal in and, and, uh, Starling Castro. He's only 29. He takes over probably um, Brian Dozier's spot on the roster. And, you know, shout out to, to Dozier. He was, you know, a phenomenal fit for that clubhouse. He got his ring. Um, and, you know, he danced his way uh, to Como. But I don't think he's back. I think Castro takes that spot. But Castro himself, um, you know, he's only 6 million a year. I mean, look, look at it. these prices are all in line with just, like, Deals, But what's interesting is Castro – and this is from Thomas Boswell of the Post. Castro in his last 78 games last year hit 314 with 17 home runs. Um, that's a, a 977 OPS. That is really good. Um, and, you know, it's it's not something he's done traditionally. He's not a big – never been a big power guy, but I think he added some pop. And, you know, with, with uh, Kevin Long as our hitting coach there – I think that launch angle will play more into it. And I think this guy has the ability to be pretty good. Um, and it adds competition to keyboom. Boom. Um, I, I tweeted out, you know, I wonder if Key is going to be part of the package. I think this is where you start moving into the Donaldson piece. Um, I'm all for every signing we've made, by the way, um, just to put a wrap on that. But I think with Castro, uh, Cabrera, and Thames in-house, and I, that signals to me that – oh, and Kendrick. That signals to me that Zim is definitely coming back. Uh, that puts an onus on third base. I think we're out on Donaldson. You know, I think Rizzo's got tired of waiting around. And, you know, Donaldson himself has uh, leaked out that he wants $110 million for four years. It's a lot of money for an aging uh, third baseman who's had one good year uh, after some injuries. He wants to go back to Atlanta. Let him go back to Atlanta for all, you know, for all we care. You know, they'll still be good. They, they have young talent. They're going to be the, you know, competitors of ours in that division for the – for the long haul, Um, but you know, I think in the end, I think Rizzo's done what he what he can with what he has, and I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Chris Bryant. Um, You know, obviously, there's a lot of rumors. They want Robles. We are not going to trade Robles. But now that we have Stalin Castro involved, you know, I, and Ascal in there, I'm I'm curious if Kibun becomes a little bit of trade bait for somebody. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see what that entails. Otherwise, you know, I think Kibim starts again in the minors and, um, I really don't want him to play, um, third base. You know, I could see a world where Castro moves over to third or Cabrera moves over third and Kibim plays second. Um, but you know, I think that's where we are today. We, the third base is obviously the last piece uh, of the puzzle now, but, um, you know, Rizzo, this guy, he's gone out there, he's got Strasburg, he's bring he's bringing back the band and, and Kendrick and, uh. Cabrera and um, I can't remember all the players now (laughs) Uh, there's too many but all these guys are coming back oh Hudson there we go and you know it's just another another great offseason for for this guy Um, just kills it every year for all those who who wanted him fired and there's a lot of you um, because he didn't do a good enough job of shoring up the bullpen well guess what this bullpen stacked if they pitched the way they should the games are short now for the Nats and uh, while they might not score as many runs, they're going to shorten games and have much better uh, chances of closing those, those two uh, three-run games in the, in the eighth and ninth. So I just wanted to catch everybody up. I'm freaking pumped that we have uh, my guy Hudson back. Thames uh, is going to be kind of a clown and add a lot of personality to the team, and he's going he's to hit some uh, absolute moon shots, uh, get, some, um, uh, get some seats up in those, uh, those right-field bleachers. Uh, in Nats Park and, and uh, hopefully I'll get to see him hit some dingers here in in, um, in Seattle when they're here in April but next up sign my boys in let's get him back and, and uh, let's let's get the season started you know pitches and catches report a month from I think they report the 12th so we are just a mere 36 37 days away um, but that's all I got wanted to quickly catch you guys up on it and uh, look forward to talking to you guys soon and, and uh, in the meantime good Nats Thank you for listening to the Hail to the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast.